My name is Summer. And my name is Nicole. And we are financial advisors. This is the He's Gone, But the Money's Not podcast. We have worked with many widows during our careers. Although we are not widows, we see the need for solid financial education before and after losing a spouse. We do this by telling stories from widows and our own lives. All right, welcome to the He's Gone, But the Money's Not podcast. Today, we're very excited to have Lori on the podcast with us. Lori, uh, we're going to let you introduce yourself and tell us your story. Okay. Um, My name is Lori Amit. I'm from Rockford, Illinois, and I was born and raised here in Rockford. Um, My husband and I met through the sport of gymnastics. I was a coach here in Illinois, and he was a coach out in Farmington, Utah, and we met and ended up getting married. And we ran a successful gymnastic club here in Rockford. Um, We had uh, over 2,000 students that came through every week. Um, My mom had originally started the gym in 1977, but um, uh, then my husband took over so that she could retire. And mostly both of us were gymnastic coaches, but he started to run the business more. And I was in the gym more with the kids and my husband, Jim was a visionary. So he took the business that my mom started and built a, um, well, the, the gym is called gymnastic Academy of Rockford and we call it GAR. So he made a GAR North and a GAR South. And then he looked for other business opportunities. So he was really quite the entrepreneur. And um, I'm still, I'm a gymnastic coach. So I don't really know anything about the businesses that he's running because he does a fantastic job. He doesn't really need my help. And when he comes home, he doesn't really want to talk about it. So um, I knew very little when he passed away, um, which was quite a challenge. Do you know, do you know why he didn't want to talk about it when he came? Um, you know, we both had our areas. I was a gymnastic coach and I did a great job and he didn't really interfere with how I coached and he was running the business. So I think he's just a really independent person. Everything was in his mind, how he wanted to do things. And he was always looking at the next step. So I don't think, I mean, it sounds kind of mean, but I don't really think he wanted my opinion on a lot of things um, because he had it so in his mind and knew it was just the right thing. Uh, So we just kind of stayed in our areas. Yeah. And what kind of businesses did he expand past gymnastics to other things? Well, he opened or didn't open, but he bought two shopping malls. And so now he would come home and he would say, I have to learn how to run a shopping mall. Um, I put a pet pet place next to a conference place or someplace that was quiet for meetings. And so he knew that was a mistake and had to change it. So he kind of laughed at himself and said, I have to, I have to learn how to run a shopping mall. And (laughs) But he did a great job. I mean, everybody loved him and he um, 
he enjoyed the process of learning that. But once again, I didn't know anything. Yeah. Did Were you involved in like, you know, did he come and say, hey, I want to buy the shopping mall. What do you think? Uh, well, okay. So the first shopping mall that he bought was where the Gar North building or where his business was. And that mall went into foreclosure. So he saw a great opportunity. And so he took it and he, uh, it was such a great opportunity that I think, uh, what we were paying for rent, um, to buy the whole building, we weren't going to be paying any more running the building than we were to pay our rent. So he just saw it as such a great opportunity. So that one we did discuss. The other one, I mean, he would tell me about the process a little bit, um, but he didn't, I mean, I think he just kind of would make his decisions and say, okay, I'm making an offer. Uh, But I didn't know all the details that went into everything. So tell us what happened to him and how your life changed. uh, Well, my life changed completely overnight. I, um, I went to a nationals for gymnastics that was, um, in Florida and I was in Florida when he passed away in his sleep. Uh, he, he fell asleep on a Saturday night and never woke up on Sunday. And, um, I had asked his brother to go check on him and he did go check on him and there was a problem. Um, so he died very peacefully, but, uh, I left my competition early and came home and I was just stunned. I, there was no warning. And I mean, there were a few things that maybe, you know, but nothing that you thought that would happen. So now I don't even know how much my life is about to change other than I have to run all these businesses. And I really don't know that much. I know quite a bit about the gymnastic business, but I wasn't up on, you know, even how much the bills were or, you know, what, if I, if I pick up money from, from the gym, what account do I put it in? You know, he had several accounts. Do I put it in this one or this one or this one? I had no idea. Um, however, he had a uh, office manager that was amazing. And she helped me a lot. But still, she would say, Lori, he didn't put that into that account. And I would say, well, that's what makes sense to me. So that's what we're going to do. <laughs> and I just had to find my own process that didn't always go along with his. Um, but it worked for me. I had to do what made sense for me. And that was the beginning of many things that I had to make up my own decisions. Um, People along the way would tell me some of the things that they knew about him and, um, you know, what he would do, but it wasn't always something I could do. And his people were not always my people. I had to find my own people that would help me and, Um, there were some people that just were amazing, but I was so overwhelmed that I didn't even know the next thing to do. It was a a lot. Did did you have to like, you know, jump in immediately Were things already kind of running smoothly or did, well, we did have good, 
we had good people in place and things did run pretty smoothly, but it did seem like everything was an emergency kind of like, uh, this had to get done or that had to get done. And I felt like I got up at seven o'clock in the morning and until five o'clock at night, I had to do things that I had absolutely no idea how to do. And for a perfectionistic type of person, that is, I don't even know if overwhelming is even a good enough word. I was numb. I, um, even though I had these great people helping me, I still didn't know how to make good decisions. Even if I knew what had to be done, I didn't know how to do it. So I had to, uh, well, my brother-in-law, Bob, told me something that I used for, I think I said this to myself several times a day for months. And that was, Lori, don't say, how am I going to do this? Say, who is going to help me? And those words, um, I said to myself a lot. So it was like, somebody knows how to do this. I don't, but somebody does. So I, I took those words to heart and they really got me through. That's great. And so who did you have? Are there professionals already involved in the business? They were, yes. I mean, I, we had really good coaches in place. So immediately I was not going into the gym, which I was ready to retire anyway. So that part was, um, a natural thing to do. Um, my office manager was without her, I wouldn't have known how to even do payroll. <laughs> so wow. that was huge. Um, my sister said to me, Lori, I could come over and just sit on the phone for, for you because a lot of things that you do, people put you on hold for an hour and you're just sitting there waiting for them. And then a lot of times when they answer, they don't have the right answers or you can't get anything done. So the amount of time of waiting on hold uh, was shocking and frustrating. I mean, yeah, like frustrating it, is a word that I felt constantly um, because I'm a doer and I didn't know how to do it. <laughs> so just not a fun position. Right, right. What about um, an accountant for the business? Was there yes, somebody I had, well, I sat down with my financial person, which was Bob, and uh, my accountant and my lawyer, and we were going to be a team. And at the four of us were going to be together. And uh, when I had problems, I was supposed to reach out to one of these uh, other three people and we would be a team and we would figure it out. Uh, unfortunately, my accountant uh, was not there for me in the way that I expected her to be. And so that was very, very difficult. Um, she had moved. I don't really understand perfectly what her situation was. But, and even with friends, uh, they try to be there for you or they offer to help you. But it's really something when you see who actually is there for you. Sometimes it's really surprising. Like you didn't think that person would step up and be there and people that you thought would be there weren't there. And um, I thought to myself a lot, if they knew how bad it was for me, they would help me better. Um, and uh, so it takes a minute to find your people, but that's exactly what you have to do. You got to find your people that are there for you no matter what. And 
Um, and I did that and just slowly, 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 it got better, but it took a long time. I mean, this is, it took me a while to realize this is not an overnight fix. Like I can't just work really, really hard for a month and have it be better. It's going to take months. Totally. You made a ton of decisions during this time. Difficult, like you said, to navigate all of those decisions. Tell us about your, your grieving during this time too, because again, not only are you learning a new business and how this all works, but you just lost your husband. How did that affect you well, and you know, making all these decisions? This might sound really weird, but I had lost my dad when I was 30. And that was a huge shock. And it was the same way where I had no warning. And so that experience for some reason did come into play with this one because I knew what to expect. I knew that it was permanent. I knew. So, um, I honestly was just quite numb. I, that's just the, really the best word that I can use. So you almost, go through the motions and there's just things I don't remember real well because you're, you're doing what you need to do, but you, um, I don't know. I just, I just don't remember things. <laughs> it's just like a fog, right? <laughs> it's a fog. And you know, and you can feel when the months go by, uh, like, a uh, a, a curtain lifting and it's like, Oh, one of the little things of fog lifted. And then you can feel it come in layers. It's like your brain's way of protecting yourself. Um, I, uh, I, I would say in many, many ways, even though I did not know about the businesses, my, my husband left me in excellent shape and had thought about me if something happened to him. And one of those things was the life insurance. That was a game changer for me because... He had put all the corp, he had gotten enough life insurance to cover the corporate loans. And without that, I would be in trouble. Why do you so, say that? Why, what would have happened if you hadn't had the life insurance? I would never have gotten out of debt. That's what I believe is that I would have never gotten out of debt. I would have, now I would have been struggling money-wise and I have to figure this out on my own. And I just, the stress would have been 10 times more. So I, I'm very grateful every day for that, um, that he took care of me in that way. Yeah, that's great. Was there other things that he did to take care of um, you and make sure everything was set up correctly? You know, he really did. I mean, he's always been a visionary. So even when our children were little, he had set up college accounts for them and their college was paid for. So he, he could see what was coming. I would have never thought to do that. Um, so he took care of the kids in that way too. Um, everything was slow. He just slowly did it knowing what was coming. Um, so there was, um, a lot of thought on his part. He didn't really share his thought processes either. Um, he just, 
he just could see. He could see. I'm a very detailed person. He is definitely was a visionary. So I, the other things that he did, I, I can't think off the top of my head, but I'm sure there were some that he thought we better do this so that, uh, that's so that this will happen, you know, but I don't know what they were. Yeah. Was there any, um, big obstacles you ran into of things that wish you could have changed or that were really hard to struggle through? One was, uh, he had an LLC that did not have my name on it. So you have to go to probate in order to get into that, even though my name was on the will, even though my name was, um, the, you know, I was listed as beneficiary, beneficiary, how we say it. (laughs) Um, uh, I still could not get into that account and that may, I, it took me months so I thought if he used that account, I can't use that account right now. And I can't even see the activity on that account. So that was hard, uh, but we got through it. Um, Tell us about the process of probate. Many people don't even know what that means. Okay. Well, basically my lawyer just had to go to court um, in order to get access. I, I, I really don't know that I can explain it uh, very well. I had to count on my lawyer for that. Um but I just knew that I could not have access to the account until that was done. So not only is it frustrating that you can't get to that money, but also it's frustrating. Well, is there any important business decisions that needed to be made with that LLC that you couldn't do until Um, the probate was done? As it turns out, no, but I did not know that. So I, um, I, I didn't know what was what. I, like I said, I didn't know what he used any of his accounts for. I think there were 10 accounts. I had no idea all the different things. So I made it what made sense to me and what I thought, you know, and of course my financial guy, Bob, was a huge uh, help with all of that because he would say, you could do it this way, Lori, or you could... um you know, between him and the office manager, uh, they made it doable. I mean, Bob just knew the answers to the questions and he knew some of why Jim did what he did. Um, you know, since he was his financial guy as well, but I think you can't do things the way another person did them. Uh, it has to make sense to you. Yeah. Well, and this was Jim's vision, right? And his business Mm -hmm. wasn't yours. How do you feel now about taking it over? Well, you know, I have sold many things since then. It's been almost two years. Um, I definitely wanted to simplify my life. So I ended up selling some businesses and now I, uh, I, now I run the two malls and I'm actually enjoying the process of learning as well. Um, I think there's some things that I do very well and some things I probably don't do as well as he did. Um, uh, you'll probably laugh at this, but um, I'd never done QuickBooks. So the gyms used QuickBooks and I had no idea how to do them. That's why I couldn't do payroll. I didn't know um, even how the bills were paid for sure. Um, so, but with the malls, Jim had used an old fashioned legal pad for how he reported payments. 
And to this day, I still do it like that because it makes total sense to me. And I, I mean, it's not anybody else's way. They're like, don't you want to put that on QuickBooks? I'm like, no, I want one thing I understand. And so maybe at some point I'll do it differently, but I, I was so overwhelmed. I couldn't have one more thing that I didn't know how to do. I was like thankful for his simple system that makes total sense to me. And, you know, the first time I went in to do taxes, I had never done taxes ever in my life. He had done the taxes and I didn't even know how to prepare for the taxes. I didn't know what they needed. I didn't know how to show donations. I didn't know how I didn't know any of it. So one day, and like I had told you, my accountant was a little absent, um, just not but I couldn't change to somebody that was more present because they knew the history and everything with the business. So one day I walked in with this huge thing of papers and I'm crying and I'm like, you have to help me. Like I just had no idea how to prepare for it. And now two years later, um, I know how to do so many of those things because I, I learned through the process, honestly, after the first year, I didn't learn that much because it, it just looked like such a mess of, I don't even know if I learned that much, but now I do. Now I know how to organize my receipts and my everything so that when I walk in there, I can tell them the information that they need. For one thing, I'm not trying to answer why he did what he did because I had no idea. It's right. like, look, he did this, but I, I couldn't explain why he did that, you know, and I'm sure there was a perfectly logical reason, but I couldn't explain it. And, um, So now I'm not in that position anymore where the decisions that are made are my decisions and I can easily explain why I did what I did. That's great. Tell us about the process of selling some of the business. What did that look like? Like taxes, such a taxes was it hard to find a buyer. Actually, I'm going to say that God's hand was on all of the business selling because they all sold easily. And I think it's a miracle. Um, I, I just really do. I think that I was, God was looking out for me. Um, I sold, uh, gym, the, the main gymnastic gym, trying to think of the order of things. I think I sold the main gymnastic gym for actually we had a condo that we had had for many years that some of our employees, uh, would stay in. And I would say that is the first thing I sold. Um, just because it was one less thing to worry about. And I think it sold in maybe a week at the most. And so it's like, okay, check that off the list. One thing I don't have to worry about. Um, then, um, I, then I think I sold uh, a building that was separate that was on one of the mall, uh, uh, properties, but the building was separate and it was a backyard bar and grill. And I ended up selling that very quickly as well. And Jim had tried to sell that for a couple of years and it didn't sell, didn't sell, didn't sell. And within maybe, I don't know, within the first year for sure, but I would say within the first seven or eight months, it sold, um, which to me was a total miracle. I got every everything that I asked for it. And I actually even had two people that wanted it. 
So that yeah. just to me was amazing. Then I had a piece of land that was to the side of one mall. And, you know, maybe Jim had a plan for that. He had bought it in foreclosure and um, I had two buyers for that one. And I didn't have to wait long. And that was done within the first year. And then there was a piece of property that he we had just bought that was right behind one of the gyms. And he was going to bring the swim club back. Um, but it was a very large project, very expensive. And I knew there was no way I was going to do that. And that piece of property had been, he, before he had bought it, it had been up for sale for a long time. Just sat there, sat there. And once again, I had two buyers, cash deals. And there's just no explanation for that. I mean, I don't know how that happened. And then the last thing that I sold was the Gar South Gym, which was an old movie theater that we had turned into a trampoline park. And we I decided to put it up for auction. It was a nationwide auction. And... Um, uh, it sold before the auction. So it just another thing I did not checked off the list that I did not have to worry about. But then almost two years since he passed away and all of those things are done and I have simplified it into just running these two things. And, um, my realtor was another blessing, but I honestly don't know if it was more him or God. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's great. Well, yeah, sometimes it's people, right? That yes. come to you and are your blessing. That's yep. great. Um, so you did a lot of things. Like they say, don't make big decisions in the first year, but sometimes it's just, you have to, especially running a business. I um, had to because I couldn't handle all of that. Um, I, I, I did think about that quite a lot. Um, uh, you know, within the first year, like I said, the first business, I had already made up my mind to retire and Jim and I had already discussed possibly selling the gym. So that decision really was not made within the first year because, um, we had already discussed that, that decision was already made. And then when it came to that backyard bar and grill, I was not going to run a restaurant. <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> so there was no reason to pay taxes on something that I was not going to do um, with a piece of land, same thing. I was not going to put something on that land. Um, so I'm just, it's sitting there and I'm paying taxes on it. And so I didn't, and then the Gar South one, everything had changed with that since COVID and it was not the same business as before COVID. And that to me also was a no brainer. And it was after a year. That one actually was a year and three or four months after Jim died that I actually sold that one. So I did pretty much stay to that rule about not doing too much in the first year. I did do a lot, but the decisions were obvious. They weren't, and I, I regret none of it. <laughs> so great. yeah, um, sounds like you started with the simple stuff and you had a good team, right? To help. I had a decisions. great team and there, you can't even say enough for the people that you are surrounded by, um, that are helpful, that are wise, um, wise counsel. I mean, I had some very good people around me. Yeah. If, if you were to give an encouragement to someone who 
had just lost their husband and they were taking over a business, what encouragement would you give to them? I would say take it day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute when you have to. Um, Because I was so overwhelmed that I feel like all of those great people I talked about, they could have moved in with me and I felt like it wasn't enough. I mean, that's how, that's how much it was. Um, I, I mean, I think that we covered a lot of that, like not making major decisions within the first year, um, surrounding yourself with good people. If you don't know how to do something, find the person that does know how to do it because they exist and use them and, uh, let people help. Um, even though I'm, I felt very vulnerable, uh, when Jim died. So I didn't want everybody to know my things. So I picked maybe four or five people and those were my people. And, and I would let other people do a few things, you know, how people will bring you meals and things like that. And that was very, very helpful. But there's some people I wouldn't let in as much as others, just because you feel very vulnerable. All of a sudden you're alone. Um, and, uh, it's not really a great feeling (laughs) you. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about some of the financial implications of these decisions that you had to make. Like the the financial. Yeah. Like taxes when you sold or what to do with the money after you sold the businesses. Oh, well, um, I counted on people for those decisions too. And I feel that I'm still learning Um, because everything has been full of change from that day until now, even now. Um, I don't understand everything perfectly. I'm learning. I feel on top of things a hundred times more than I did at first. But I think I just got very conservative. Like I'm not going to spend any money until I understand my money. And I'm... um I'm just going to save. I mean, my husband and I were savers anyway. So I uh, let my financial guy take care of most of it. Um, And as far as taxes go, um, (laughs) the first year was a hot mess. This year, I feel like I understand things better, but it's still a process. It is not... This year was not the same as last year. And I feel next year will not be the same as this year was. So I don't even think I can talk about that because I don't think I know enough to talk about that. Well, I think you have talked about it. It's part of simplifying your life, right? Yes. You don't have to worry about everything because you hired trusted professionals. To yes, care of it. exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and I... Focus I, on what you like. <laughs> yes. Well, my financial guy told me he... Bob went over and above. I mean, he, I, he went so far over and above. I couldn't even describe it. So he, um, uh, would tell me, Lori, you might be frustrated with your accountant, but they're doing a good job for you. So that helped a lot that I, since I trusted Bob, 
And he told me that they were doing good because I couldn't even tell if they were doing a good job for me or not. I, I had no idea. It's, I can't, I wish I could describe to you how much I didn't know. <laughs> I, I really wish I could because I was in the gym with kids for 40 years. I, um, I loved coaching. I loved that feeling of when kids learn something, how it makes them feel. I loved everything about that, but I knew nothing about running businesses other than I grew up with my mom running a business. So I knew the general principles and, um, about how you treat people and things like that, but not financial, not, uh, so I just immediately cut off spending pretty much, you know, I'm not going to buy anything new. I'm not going to put, I'm not going to take any money out of the business. I'm not going to do anything that I don't have to do until I understand what I have going on here. Oh, that's great advice too, to make sure you, to, it's a big learning curve becoming a business owner. What's been so the most surprising thing to you about being a business owner that you didn't know before? Um, well, I guess I don't know if I, I can pinpoint that because I was 14 when my mom opened the gymnastic Academy. So I do feel like I grew up in a family of business owners. So I don't think I was very shocked by very much because I had watched, you know, the people problems that can come up, you know, with owning a business or um, there weren't problems that didn't seem normal to me. Um, I would say I didn't know how to deal with tenants at a mall and how sometimes how difficult that can be sometimes. Uh, because I had lived in the gymnastic world. Yeah, do you have a property manager to help you with that? I do. do you have, I do. do you have, no. Well, um, at this point, I have a property manager and we work together. Um, but I did not have a property manager for probably a year. But what I did have was my husband's maintenance guy um, was super, super helpful. And he would give me the background information while Jim and I did it this way. And this is why. And, um, so he gave me a lot of reasons why and was very helpful, but, um, uh, that was it. I mean, some of the things with the malls kind of went to the wayside for the first few months because I didn't know what the malls needed. And so, but now I do. And so now I'm addressing things really heavily in trying to make, you know, like I had some roof leak issues and I didn't know that I had that. So, um, so last fall and now again in the spring, I'm addressing that. I had parking lot things, maintenance that needed to be done that I didn't recognize or know or could even think about. Uh, so now all of that is very clear to me and I have my lists. I'm a very big list person. And, um, so I'm, uh, addressing all of that. I feel on top of things now. And that's the last thing I thought I was drowning before. And, right. and it seemed like if I spent eight hours a day working on everything, trying to close credit cards, trying to, I mean, just, so many things. Um, 
I, it was never enough. I mean, I couldn't even feel that I did anything the next day, even though I had worked all day and it was like that for months. Um, uh, my husband had been a million miler with United. And so all of our credit cards for the business and personally were through United and, um, and they, it, they, I could not give them enough proof that they would put things in my name. And finally they canceled my credit cards and I couldn't buy gas. I mean, things like that. Um, and you can't get high enough in the company. They don't, they just don't care because you're the little person and they're huge. And, um, and there's a lot of things like that where people, and, but I'll tell you what, I remember everybody that cared and I remember the ones that didn't care, you know, it's just so clear to you. And it definitely taught me a lot um, about how to help someone or, or how to be if this happens. Like just my sister saying, I could wait on hold for you. That just sounds like absolutely nothing, but it was so, so big that she would wait on hold for these credit card companies or, I mean, they were ours and we would get nowhere except for she understood how to work the system much better than me. She knows technology better than me. She, um, yeah, it's just, so you just need that person that understands those things. Yeah, that's a great help. Um, well, this is a question that maybe it's, you're just barely getting it on your feet and you haven't thought about, or maybe you have thought about it as you set things up. What's your plan for the future? Are you for your, your second retirement? Hmm. Um, I, I don't know that I have a long-term plan yet. Um, when you say retirement, do you mean, um, financially or just what I plan to do? Yeah. Like, would you ever eventually then retire from being a business owner and sell the shopping malls? I think I would, but I'm not ready yet. I feel like that decision is much too soon. And as I mentioned, it's a learning curve for me. Now the learning is more fun. When I, in the beginning, when I had to learn all these things overnight, they weren't fun because they were very stressful because they had to be done. Uh, with running the shopping malls, um, it's a fun, more fun learning curve because I'm not in a hurry. I can spend a little bit of time each day getting better or, you know, doing the research. And, uh, I, and also I went from a hundred miles an hour to being semi-retired or, you know, giving up some businesses. So I think I would go nuts to not have anything. Uh, <laughs> So I'm not ready for that yet. Good. Is there anything you'd go back and change? Like if you could have gone back before Jim passed away, is there anything that you'd like advise people to do or you would have done differently? Uh, I definitely would have tried to learn more about how we did things. I might've asked him more questions. However, I'm not really sure that would have worked <laughs> because <laughs> Uh, especially, yeah, like I said, when you come home at night, I don't want to talk about the businesses. I don't think I could have changed that. Um, he was an extremely independent person. I mean, just, I, it's hard for me to describe, um, 
I don't know how much more information I could have gotten out of him, but I probably would have tried. Um, tried to understand things more. I'm sure I could have asked some more questions, but I was just so overwhelmed with what I was doing or not really overwhelmed, but busy, busy with what I was doing. And, um, and he just did such a great job that it just was natural to let him do it. And he wasn't, in my opinion, very old. So I didn't see that coming to an end the way it did. Um, pretty good health, right? Yes. Yes. And, um, uh, like I said, he had taken care of things in such a way. I think that he was confident I would be okay. If something happened to him, he might not have realized how much I didn't know. (laughs) You know, I don't know if he did or not. I know he was fine with it. (laughs) Well, it seems like he did so many good things like setting up a a good team for you to rely on and life insurance and um, was there anything else that you can remember that he did or maybe, well, I guess that one thing was add you on all the LLCs. You were on everything else, right? Joint on all. I the was pretty much on everything else, but the one LLC I was not on, I think there might've been something else I wasn't on, but I don't remember what it was, but the LLC was the most difficult and the credit cards. Those two things were the most difficult because with the United, because he was with United before we got married, he just built off of the what he already had and didn't I don't believe that he saw how difficult that would be when he was not here. Um, I had to leave United because uh, they just would not I, I could never complete the process. Uh, it just, and, and at one point, this is how crazy, this is how crazy some of this stuff is. At one point I said, I, I applied for a United card personally and they said, no, you, you can't have one because you have all these cards. And I said, you mean all these cards that you won't let me use? And they're like, yeah. So you're, there's nothing you can do. <laughs> it's just, and, and there are, there were maybe 50 things like that where it doesn't make sense to you and you it just looks like a maze that you can't get through in order to fix the problem yeah that's so frustrating so i I would say to people just expect it to be frustrating expect to hit roadblocks constantly and just like uh I don't know what the right word is, but chip away at it a little bit at a time until you get there and just understand it's going to be like that. Because I thought if I tried hard enough, I could get through it quicker or I could. And that's just not true. (laughs) It's not an effort thing. It's a process. Yeah. Wow. That sounds like a lot. And years of him building this business too went into this years of you. And then you took several years having to figure it out and take it over. So that's impressive that you've Mm -hmm. done that. I, I feel at this point proud of myself for getting through it, like not giving up and, um, just, just finding a way. I think, it would have been easy to feel like getting in bed and pulling covers over your head um, and not wanting to look at it because it's it was that 
um, it was that overwhelming. So I think you got to get up and face it every day, no matter what. (laughs) What do you do to remember Jim and keep his legacy alive? Well, keeping Jim's legacy alive is easy because he was a world caliber coach. So he was inducted into the USA Gymnastics Hall of Fame and he was inducted into the World Acrobatic Society Hall of Fame. And um, he is so remembered in the sport that, I mean, that's the reason that our gym was so successful was um, both of us had been in the sport at a very high level and um, it's just easy. (laughs) It's easy to keep his legacy alive because everybody knows who he is. He was... um, I don't know what the exact word is. I don't know if founding father is the right word, but he was very instrumental in coming up with the rules. And uh, he was groundbreaking as far as his athletes were the first ones to do this or the first ones to do that. So in the sport of mostly trampling and tumbling, um, even more than gymnastics is where, um, and people from all over the world know who Jim is. Oh, wow, that's so awesome. Mm-hmm. Was it because of such your such strong ties to the gymna- to gymnastics? Was it real hard for you to sell the gyms at all? Uh, it was not hard once I was not doing it with him. Um, I would say there's things that I miss, but luckily I can be uh, a person that they come to for, you know, what would you do about this? And I can give them advice when, when they ask me, um, sometimes I, the, uh, gymnastic coach will ask me to come in and, and help her with some things. And I love doing that. Um, but I was ready and I was, I didn't want that much stress in my life anymore. And Jim and I had already discussed that, as I mentioned. So Mm -hmm. I would say um, I have the best memories ever. I met the best people ever through the sport, but I was ready for a new chapter. Um, It sounds like you've built a great new chapter for yourself. Yes, I can honestly say that I'm very happy. Um, And um, it just took a long time. Um, I also, um, I guess it's not, uh, what we're talking about exactly, but I, I lost my mother seven months after Jim. And so that gave me another level of numbness. (laughs) So, um, yeah. Yeah. Lots of grieving while also having to do all, all of the stuff. That's crazy. Yeah. I, I think that it just was so, so much that I just put one foot in front of the other and almost didn't allow myself to feel for a little while. So, um, you know, I think I might be caught off guard at some points and I might cry over something silly because I'm still in the process a little bit. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, we really appreciate you sharing and being vulnerable about all the things you've had to deal with. Um, cause like you said, you don't, you don't really like doing that. So we really appreciate you sharing today and hopefully it can help somebody as they have to also go through this process. 
or prepare I, and prepare yes. for the death of a spouse who's a business owner. That's intense. I would say the life insurance is a real big one. Um, yeah, I, I, I wish I could describe what a game changer that was. Yeah. I, there's definitely ways you can prepare, um, that is better than not thinking about it because nobody wants to think about it. Yeah. Uh, good words. Well, thank you again, Lori, for okay. coming on today. And then well, we thank you for say, having me. We just need to add um, a little compliance that um, Lori is a client of Rock House Financial and she was not paid for this interview and that her experiences might differ from other clients of our firm. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you want to know more about us and what we do, visit our website, rockhousefinancial.com. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for any individual. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from a qualified tax, legal, or investment advisor to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Rockhouse Financial is an SEC registered investment advisor and the opinions expressed on this show do not reflect the opinions of Rockhouse Financial or any other sponsors of the podcast. All statements and opinions expressed are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.